bring a very special episode from the, the Noongar country. I have two incredible guests, um, very appropriate for this week's MBL One round, which is Indigenous round. And without further ado, I think it's appropriate to uh, introduce Tao Fejo and Jazz Fejo as well, and allow them to bring in the this week's episode. Hey guys, Tali Fijo. I acknowledge that this meeting is taking place on Wadjuk land uh, on Noongar country. Hi guys, I'm Jasmine. Um, I acknowledge that this meeting is taking place on Ghana land. So. Perfect. Thanks guys. Incredible. And I know it's, uh, sorry to put you out of the spot there, but Jazz, obviously West Adelaide and, and Adelaide, Adelaide Lightning Guard, proud Lurikey woman, Talia, East Perth Eagle, former Perth Lynx development player, maybe bring you back the way you're playing at the moment um, and as well as a proud Larry Care woman as well. I want to um, obviously one acknowledge uh, the fantastic contributions you guys have made to Indigenous basketball in Australia and, and as well as your own communities. Straight off the bat in that regard, um, how important is this week, not just for the NBL one, but for NAIDOC week in, in itself has, has been for yourself? It's very important. Um, we as a Indigenous people are very pride and we take a lot of pride in displaying our culture, especially on, you know, elite platforms such as, you know, the AFL, NBL, um, WNBL, whatever level we can, we really love to get it out there. Um, so, yeah, uh, for a lot of our elders, <clears throat> they were denied the, their culture to display it in any way, particularly the stolen generation. So um, as as me and Jazz being, you know, from a younger generation, um, I see that it's our, almost our duty to, you know, display our culture in a very positive way. And, you know, it's okay to be so proud about our culture and, you know, get it out there. So, yeah, that's, to me, that's why I find it very important. Jazz yourself? Yeah, for like me, for especially like seeing our generation, like growing up, it's definitely amazing like seeing how all different platforms are showing it so for us like basically what Tali said but it's just yeah it's amazing to see because in the past like you never really had that many people especially our culture you know it's just a lot of, yeah absolutely and, and uh, you know I was on your, your Instagram before and and obviously you know you acknowledge that the, the tremendous artwork that's been on the jerseys but the amazing things that's being done not only in Adelaide itself but you know all across Australia. Jazz I mean how has that sort of been that communication with your own family um, in terms of that growth? Um, has it been refreshing to be to see um, how, how much celebration is around this round? Oh yeah definitely like seeing all the teams and all of that like getting around our culture so it's like really good so yeah Charlie <laughs> East Perth you had the honor of, of being involved in the well correct me if I'm wrong involved with the the jersey design and worked with the incredible Tamara Hayden who um her artwork is absolutely sensational talk to me about the design itself I mean what what drove you to to come up with that. There's obviously the, the Eagles, the centerpiece, but we know there's so much more than just the artwork that's involved. Yeah, so um, personally with the design, I didn't actually put much into it. Um, I was more so the person that just connected the dots. Um, I totally understand that like Noongar people aren't particularly like me, but I 
I connect with them on the way that, you know, that's my partner's mob, that's his, his people. And, you know, I didn't want to add, I didn't want to put too much into it that wasn't necessarily connected to this land. So when I spoke to Tamara, I was just like, hey, Arnie, like, you're amazing. I like, I've seen your art. It's absolutely like amazing. So, <clears throat> so I was pretty much like, hey, can you help us with this design? Um, like you pretty much have free range over it. And if there's a story to go with it, can you, you know, send it to us? <clears throat> so that design, the eagle design comes from, I think her grandmother. And there's a whole story behind it. Um, I can't exactly go into too much detail about it. Like I, I know what the story is. I just don't want to get any of, any of it wrong, but um, it's really cool. And I'm pretty sure it's up on our website. So at East Perth, if anyone wants what to. Was that feeling seeing the design develop or getting that first initial like draft piece and then even just seeing the jersey for the first time what did that mean to you <sighs> i got goosebumps i thought that they looked amazing and i was like surely no other nbl one team is going to have a dirty uniform as this. <laughs> i was so excited I was like this is amazing and then i heard it printed really well and i was like oh my goodness i need to see this and Unfortunately, I don't get to see it until tonight, but I am so keen to see it. I'm so excited. I've like everyone's, I've been hearing so much about it from the club president and everything. They're like, oh, they look amazing. And I'm like, of course they look amazing. Tammy did it. She's a, she's an amazing artist. So like, I'm super keen to see it. And, J and Jazz, were you involved in the development of the design for West Adelaide? Um, so Uncle Patty, he, I wasn't like, involved but I actually was uh, sorry I was actually there when he was designing it because what was it this was like last year or oh, when was COVID actually 2020 that's when COVID happened yeah so because Uncle Patty um he was just randomly doing like designing like just playing around on his like this paper and everything and then he started making one up I know the story behind it it's on our west page but I don't want to be like like Tyler said I don't want to get it wrong yeah no disrespect and absolutely and I, and I would encourage everyone to it's been a, a nice little educational piece looking at each design and understanding yeah. you know what the meaning behind it is I would encourage everyone in that and in, in that sort of nice little segue and obviously there's the the positives um that have come with the with the NBL run but I think it's an important part of reconciliation and NAIDOC week is acknowledging unfortunately in the past truce and the history that comes with it and, and you spoke about it earlier before Talia in terms of uh, your elders unfortunately were restricted in terms of you know their opportunities and and, and that light I want to go back to it and feel free if you're not comfortable to sort of share um, for your own experiences growing up um, you know as an Indigenous player um, those opportunities exist do you still see um, unfortunately, the barriers, I, I, I've experienced barriers firsthand for um, Indigenous uh, peoples. Can you speak about your experiences, both of you, growing up um, in that regard? Um, yeah, so our experiences are slightly different, but there are a fair few similarities. Um, I think we were very lucky to have, not very lucky, I think very blessed that we decided to pick West Adelaide to do a lot of our growing up like juniors and everything with basketball, they um, are definitely a club that has, you know, really looked out for all of their Indigenous players, as well as just, it's a real great family vibe. Like, um, 
yeah, we, we had, me and Jazzy definitely had a lot of people looking out for us, whether it was um, umpiring, like our mom told us if we wanted cash, if we wanted to make some money, we'd have to go and earn it. So naturally we both kind of just segued into umpiring. So we had a lot of support from, you know, um, uh, coaches, umpires, um, team managers, often had coaches picking us off, dropping us off, um, you know, because we come from a pretty big family where, you know, mum couldn't always get us around to where we needed to go, but we definitely had, you know, teammates and parents that were like, oh, no, it's easy. We can pick them up. We can drop them off. It's all good. Like, um, the support we had was amazing. And for a long time, I don't think for us, it didn't, it wasn't noticeable that we were the different type of person in the group. Um, I think the time when it came clear to me that I was, you know, different I was indigenous was probably on some of the state trips not saying I'm um, like the girls I, I went with they were really cool but it was just the difference in growing up and you know them being like oh yeah like a couple of times like oh yeah we gotta do the dishes I really don't want to do dishes all of this stuff and I'm just like you know we have to do dishes all the time in our house like it's not it's not uncommon um and just like little you know, lifestyle kind of situations where we we're like, oh, shoot, we're like, we didn't have all of those things, all the opportunities. We like really had to, you know, make our way, organize our lifts and, you know, work hard into getting into different programs and stuff like that. Um, like those, those moments are probably the only ones that I can think of that really stood out for me that made me look around and be like, oh, shoot, you know, I'm the odd kid out. And the only, like, other than that, I think growing up when we hit um, Premier League, SBL, whatever they call it, we, we called in Adelaide. Um, at that time, when I started playing, there were five Indigenous players and two of them were me and Jazz. And that was across, like, the whole league in South Australia. Like, um, Jamie Lee Parrish was one of them. Kadish Canary was one of them and Amber Koenig was the other. Like, that's that's not a lot of players. But, you know, at the same time, every time we saw one of one of playing against one of each other, it was always a, hey, how are you going after the game? Like, having a good old catch-up. And then mum and dad would come over and talk to their parents. It was really cool, very, like, heartwarming kind of uh, situation. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much mine. My experience. Speak about that lack of representation back then, Talia. I mean, you're heavily involved, and for those that don't know, with Benar Basketball, which is um, an Aboriginal basketball organisation here in Western Australia, do absolutely amazing things. And, and you spoke about that, you, you're sort of a, a, a keen piece of, of that. Do you feel like it's your responsibility to, to give back to, to youth in that regard? And obviously, you, you spoke about the opportunity, but maybe the lack of, or to try and uh, help them succeed in, in terms of, of, of further development? Yeah, no, um, as much as I can, I like to get involved and I like to, you know, just be there for some of the kids because if you look at it, some of these kids, the situations that they go through are a lot different to ours. And it's like, if I can help this kid just to remember, you know, you, you can still have dreams, you can still go and, you know, go after what you really want in life like that's that's okay for you to want and for you to have and if I can help you in any way whether it just be like 
coaching you or just encouraging you on the sidelines, like I'm all for it. So, yeah. Jazz, experiences with, with the WNBL, the NBL one, I mean, how's it been for yourself? Yeah, it's been good. Um, well, with like WNBL, I've only been like a development player, which was 2019, 2020. Yeah. yeah. So with that, it was like a really good experience, like going from, well, it was Premier League back then um, and then transferring all that into WNBL. It was really good, like definitely a massive jump, but it's exciting. Um, NBL won now. It's actual, like, it's gone a lot harder. It's a lot tough. Like, it's definitely changed over the years, like, when I first came in. So it's really interesting. Like, a lot of players have grown and got a lot of players back from college and everything. So it's really good. Yeah. Hard level. Absolutely. Now, we can't go about, uh, without acknowledging the fantastic news last night. Patty Mills is the flag bearer for Australia. Um, I want to start with you first, Jazz. I mean, talk to me about that. I mean, how, how did that make you feel? I mean, is it still today you just looking at that with pure joy and jubilation? Oh, my gosh. It's, like, amazing, like, seeing that. And, oh, it's definitely, like, so inspiring, like, especially growing up and seeing him, like, carry the flag. Oh, it's just – hasn't really hit me yet. Like, it's just so – like, I'll go back to, like, seeing Patty Mills, like, his Instagram page and then seeing him with, oh, it's just good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's that, it's that going to be that moment of where were you when it was sort yeah. of announced. Jazz, I mean, we, we spoke about the growth in five uh, plays in the Premier League, you know, all those years ago. Now there's over 70 NBL one First Nation players um, and sort of showing that, that growth over a few years and, and they will only continue to grow what, what would it mean to see, yeah, I mean, obviously Patty Mills and, and is a flag bearer in that representation, but to see um, you know, more First Nations people in the NBL or, you know, getting the coverage that, um, yeah, they deserve in that space. Oh, it would be, like, just getting a lot more people in, like, it would just be great. Like, I think we have a lot of talented players that I've seen. Speaking from, like, my age group level, like, there is definitely a lot of, like talented players so like seeing them you know go from like young ones to like older and everything how they build up and all that gaining their confidence like it would definitely be good to see them in the like higher state higher levels so absolutely Talia your thoughts I mean you were involved with um Paddy's Indigenous Basketball Association the tournament's unfortunately postponed for some time you were a coach, if I'm correct, in that regard. I mean, um, are you feeling feeling like sort of the bubble's going to burst in a little bit? There's just going to be, we're seeing it's a more diverse um, representation. We saw off the under-19s EMU team um, in terms of representation there. Are you seeing, are you excited for, for what, what's, what's the potential for, um, yeah, your, your sort of your community? Yeah, no, it's it's really exciting. It's just like the I feel like the talent has always kind of been there. It's just you know coaches are coming around to giving the opportunities to more indigenous players. Um, like the work ethic, the, the you know the natural athleticism, like it's pretty crazy with some of these young kids that are coming up, and I see it firsthand at all of our binar sessions. So with all the stuff that's going on at those trainings, it's like it's hard to 
not give these kids a chance. Um, like, I remember, I think last, not last year or the year before, Binna ended up putting in uh, almost every age group in state champs. And, you know, I I coached the on 10 girls and we were, we were so good. Like, those girls were amazing. We had one girl that travelled all the way from up north, travelled all day to get there in time to play for that one weekend. And she was absolutely phenomenal. The effort she put in, like, she, she had a bit of a travelling habit, but, you know, she was there to learn. It was under 10, you know, which kid doesn't travel under 10s, right? Um, and it was just like <laughs> it was so good to watch like we ended up um going through undefeated and we had one training session and I had a lot of parents turn around looking at us and they're like oh those kids are really good like how how long have you guys been training and I was like uh I had one training session with four girls and they picked it up I taught them one thing the one thing I taught them was if I say spacing everyone gets out three-point line that was all I had the chance to teach them and like they they really hooked onto it. It was great. So like, and that's just at like the youngest level. Like, yeah. imagine what we can do with the kids that are coming up to like adulthood and stuff. Like, it's it's really like it's I got so much to look forward to. Nah, absolutely. Now you're both proud Larrakia woman. Uh, Jazz, first off, to you. I mean, how important is your culture to you? And and, and can you touch on your experiences growing up in that regard? Yeah, um, definitely important to us, it's up to me as well, well our family. Um, with us, it was a bit hard growing up because like having dad and his parents part of the stolen generation, like it was very hard for dad to like speak about his cult, like like his culture, I guess. Um, yeah, so like we knew like bits and pieces of it, like of Larrakia Nation, but I think it started to come like only when was it like for us to actually be more involved in our culture when we went to AIB, like the Australian Indigenous Basketball? Like that's when, you know, that's when I wanted to get more involved in my culture. So and and that's amazing. I mean, how did you feel like embracing it? I mean, that was like what was that that journey like for yourself? Yeah, it was definitely like it was exciting. Like just not saying like I had a missing piece. I guess like you know growing up but like just knowing I always knew I was like part of Larry Key Nation but knowing a bit more about it every time like dad's more a little bit more open now like as we get more involved in our culture but like it's still a bit touchy subject but that's all right yeah absolutely I mean you can't define trauma in that regard uh tell her yourself we grew up more so learning a lot more of like you know in a way like I don't want this to sound weird but like we got a we got a white mom and a black dad so like we grew up more on the white side with like a lot of mum stuff just because you know family situation in Darwin is a little bit different to you know Adelaide and we had a lot of education and stuff in Adelaide so our our connections to culture we got through our uncles our aunties and our dad and then the trauma that dad went through dad wouldn't talk about it much which sucked but as like like Jesse said as we got older dad was open to talking about it and then I guess when like me and my partner got together I saw a whole nother side of culture which was really cool like Troy's family is so involved with their culture like Troy absolutely loves 
his Aboriginal dancing and you can see it when he dances like he is so focused he's so in the moment of dancing and it's just like I get to watch that all the time when he when he does his dances and I'm like I have so much pride seeing him being so prideful about his culture so like I just I just love seeing it and I love getting involved and you know any chance I get to learn about it I'm always asking Troy and his dad questions and then with like some of the Binar kids I'm like hey you guys know more about this than I do like like give me some of that I want to know like it's really cool so yeah we talk about our learnings and, and whoever wants to answer first we, we've seen that growth obviously there's now a recognized indigenous round there's one in the NBL it's been run for the last two years and we see organizations specifically sports start developing and implementing reconciliation action plans I mean for you guys that are to involve, you know, personally and, and would speak on the, the benefits of this. Where do you see as the next steps um, as, as a league, as, as a basketball club, as members of, of the basketball sort of community to, to continue with that growth so it extends beyond, you know, your Indigenous round or your NAIDOC weeks? I mean, where do you see that as, a, as that, those opportunities for growth? You see, I, for me, I think it's just giving Indigenous kids a fair go, like, as that's probably as basic as I can put it like there is so much talent and there's so many kids that are really pushing for it but they get knocked back once or twice or a couple of times and they're just like oh I don't even know if it's like if I should keep going for it anymore like we were so lucky that mum would always push us and mum was always encouraging us and we had older siblings that would encourage us as well and like I know I encourage Jazzy a lot if she got knocked back from Barca I was like hey don't worry just like we can go shoot outside or something we can work on it. Like um, it's just giving that support around to the younger generation or the younger people to just keep giving it a go. And I think sometimes it's, it's like looking at the organizations and being like, Hey, is there any reason why these kids, we aren't giving these kids a fair go? Like that's, that's my question that I would pose because we've done a lot of job, a, a really good job of recognizing indigenous culture and, you know, displaying it but it's a different thing to display it than to just you know really get the incorporation of indigenous players going which the emus have done a really good job they've incorporated like a a fair bit of young talent and it's amazing but i'm like let's just keep going with that that's all that's all i can say about it i reckon so Uh, i'm sorry jazz anything on that i was like definitely giving like the younger generation like giving them a go, like doing more camps, I guess, to recognise that, like recognise the younger talent. So, no, Absolutely. Now we'll touch on NBL1 and, and then we'll, we'll have to, um, we'll, we'll speak about that. How has the NBL1 Central been for yourself, Jasmine? You're getting buckets. I know um, we'll speak about you becoming a, a, well, a new mum, I guess. Um, how's it been? How's, how's the adjustment been? Lack of sleep? Yeah. <laughs> how's it all going? <laughs> Uh, it's definitely challenging like I love like having Brooklyn like I love him and everything so it's very like it's very rewarding so yeah but definitely challenging from I guess from last year it's like now it's definitely like a new body and I have to learn to like I know this is like his only four and a half months so I just literally had him four and a half months ago so I still need to slow it down and take my time but you know, slowly getting there, but yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm sure it'll come sooner and later. Tyler, you guys are 
on a bit of a roll. I mean, I think you've won, you beat the top four teams, all three of the top four in, in consecutive weeks. I mean, how's it been? I mean, for, for everyone listening, East Perth have been regarded as sort of the the cellar dwellers for a number of seasons. I mean, and you're you're part of the transformation. I spoke to Blake and he sort of said you were, I guess, the catalyst of of, 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 a, of the reason why you guys are so, so successful. How has the season been for yourself? The season has been amazing, um, to be honest. Like, I, the team chemistry that we have at the moment is really good. Like, everyone's getting along. Um, I take a lot of pride in talking to the younger players and really encouraging them and giving them, you know, my two cents, um, whatever it's worth. But, um, like, I honestly believe in, you know, growing, growing our talent. That's, like, our, our West Adelaide... Uh, the motto is like we breed champions and stuff like that. So at East, I try to take that into East Perth as much as I can and be like, all right, cool. Let's try to let's get our younger ones ready to go. As well as, hey guys, we need to as the older group, as the veterans, as the leadership group, whatever it is, we need to be pushing them because if we don't push them, who's going to push them, right? At training sessions, like I, I've given a few elbows out to a couple of girls where I'm like, oh, you guys, like, either you hit me or I'm going to keep hitting you. Like, that's your options, really. So, um, like, it's it's actually – I'm so excited. Like, I I don't think I've ever been this hyped to be on a team before. And that's, like, I've been on a lot of teams. So, like, these these girls are absolutely phenomenal. And the coaching staff is pretty cool too. So, yeah. What's, what's the ambitions for yourself? Is it both to, to get back in the WNBL or, or are you more happy or comfortable with just enjoying the game? Where are you guys at the moment in that, in that regard? Um, for me, uh, I hit a spot last season where I wasn't really sure if I wanted to keep playing basketball. Um, but this season has totally changed my mind. I'm like, the team's great. The chemistry's great. Um, I feel like I've definitely gone up since last season of my skills and of my performance and my fitness has gone up slightly. I needed to go up a little bit more for me to be able to get back to a WNBL, you know, team. But um, I'm kind of in the boat where if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, like, I'm, I'm okay. Me and Troy are kind of hitting some life goals at the moment. Like, we're meant to be getting married in October, which is pretty exciting. So, um, yeah, so if if it if the opportunity comes around, I'm definitely going to take it. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm kind of happy with where life's at at the moment. Absolutely. And how's the prep going for the wedding? Not too bad. Almost everything is paid off. So, like, we've got the big chunks and stuff out of the way. Uh, Troy pretty much said yes uh, this today. He was like, oh, babe, I'm going to go look at, you know, suits tomorrow. I was like, you've waited, you've, you've, you know, you've taken your time on that, like... <laughs> And Jazz, aspirations, ambitions, back WNBL, what does it look like for yourself? Um, yeah, definitely want to try and get back into shape for WNBL. Like, that's definitely always been my goal to go to, like, play at the highest level I can. So definitely trying. I know I'm, like, slowly, I'm not the best, but I'm slowly getting back. So now it's just all about fitness and during the doing the extra stuff so yeah keen no good luck with that look guys, i just want to um finish on this note and obviously thank you again 
as we you know head into NBL one um, and this weekend and the Indigenous round, just want to yeah touch on that last little bit and, and if you could sort of finish on that note. I mean, what does it what does it mean? I mean, unfortunately for us in WA, Italy, we won't have the opportunity to, to run out in front of family in, in that regard or just limited capacity. But I mean, can you just sort of speak on what it what it will be mean to 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 play you know such a significant round in front of um, yeah, friends and family in that space. For me, like, like, yeah, like doing that in front of like spectators, family, friends. But now that I have Brooklyn, it's definitely to I'm doing it like doing that for him. Like, it's definitely good for him to know where his culture is coming from and all of that. So, okay, well, we, will we see a little cameo of him on the court at some point? Just you bringing him on during the warm ups or after the game? Uh, I'm hoping he's starting to hold himself up. So when he starts to get a bit more stronger, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. And tell yourself. Yeah, well, I've kind of gotten used to <laughs> not a lot of family being around to watch, which, you know, sucks. But at the same time, um, when they do show up, it's pretty special. Um, I think I've done a good job of making, like, my own family here and. WA so I'm hoping I've tried to organize some tickets for the Binar kids to come along a lot of them are, are pretty keen on it and they're really hoping that they can come out to watch um they're probably some of the best spectators they go nuts for almost anything it's great like I love it I love their energy so much um but like for me like I, I take a lot of pride and I put a lot of effort and work into this round I this the conversation for this indigenous round for me started right before I even signed the contract, I was like, hey, Blake, if I'm going to sign this contract, I really want to make sure that we get an Indigenous round in place at some point this year. Like, I definitely see that as being, that's one of my values. Like, this is my culture. My culture makes up a lot of my identity. So I thought it was very important for it to be displayed. So with, with that being said, I was just like, he was like, easy, we can sort that out. The club pre president was right behind me. He was like, yep, no, that's great. Um, give us a design and we can we'll get it sorted straight away. So like the club as a whole has supported this um, opportunity and this journey of putting a design together. And it was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, like I just, it's, it's a lot, especially when I don't have my family around to watch being able to be like, yeah, this is, this is for me, this is for my family, this is for my culture. Like this is for so many different reasons, but for me, this is closest to like my family being able to hug me in a, in, in a way. Um, but also there is a Samoan girl on our team and she's been away from her family for a little bit. And I was like, Hey, I know that our cultures are pretty similar. Um, and you are a first nation people of your own country. So I've tried to like stitch up with her. I'm like, if there's anything you want to do on the day, you know, to help connect with you and your culture um, because we are definitely a people that share a lot. So I was like, hey, this day, as much as it's for my people, like, I'd love it if you got involved, if there's anything you want to do. So, um, so yeah, she's like, man, that's so nice. Like, I didn't want to, like, I wasn't going to ask. I didn't want to overshadow anything. I was like, hey, no, nah, like, go for it. Like, this is for us to be prideful of who we are as people. And, you know, that culture is also a part of your mob just it's on a slightly different country so it's all good but nah so you know it's a lot to look forward to nah, that's incredible thank you for sharing that guys um 
really want to thank you for, for jumping on for this week's uh, episode, especially on such a symbolic and significant round. Um, you're both incredible basketball players, but more so um, incredible women, and, and, and you should be immensely proud of what you've accomplished on the court, but as well off, off the court. So um, thank you for jumping in and being my guest on this week's show of Stories of the NBL One. Um, guys, for everyone else, I just want to um, thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode. And please stay tuned for the next episode. And please listen to this podcast through all your streaming devices, Apple, Spotify, or you can watch on YouTube and follow the NBL One on socials, socials to keep up to date with not only the podcast, but all the latest news and highlights about the competition. Thank you again, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day.